Hello and welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine, the podcast where we keep it real to real. Today we celebrate New Year's Eve with Time Bandits, the British sci-fi comedy there directed by Terry Gilliam, starring Sean Connery, John Cleese, Shelley Duvall, and a bunch of others. I'm Nick. I'm Kaz. Hey, Dan and Joss could not join us this time around, uh... They're feeling a little ill right now, so... So now you can spend New Year's with us. Yeah, it would probably sound a little bit different, but we're not at Nerdery Studios. We're actually recording this in our house. On the couch. Yeah, and, man, you know, this is a good thing. <clears throat> oh, thank you. Yeah. I just recalled that there was some movie called Time Bandits yeah. with uh, some Monty Python people, and I'm like, ah, time, New Year's... <laughs> It's, it's close. We needed something last minute because we hadn't realized the last Saturday was New Year's. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, this is this has so many, like, general Terry Gilliam stuff, mm-hmm. you know, from a lot of his movies. But we should mention that the year is 1981. Yeah. And I've never seen this before. No, never. Neither have I. No, I've seen a couple of Terry Gilliam stuff. I mean, I checked out Brazil. Oh, God, I did not like that. Yeah, I, I don't even it, remember anything about it other than I didn't like it. Yeah. I think you and I saw it in college. And the ending was weird. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I mean, Terry Gilliam has the, you know, his style of movie in general is just bizarre. Like, you're going to walk into it. I mean, he's the guy who created all the random artwork for Monty Python. Oh. You know, so he's like, he considered himself, he's like, well, I was the most free Python in general. And because I just, I could just make weird drawings and make weird stuff happen. Hey, did you know the Python programming language is named after Monty Python? Is it? Yes. I'm sure. Don't let the little snake logo fool you. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, now I want to yeah. see a snake doing Ministry of Silly Walks. <laughs> you know, what do you, what do you think of Monty Python in general, um, well, it's good, but it, it has hits or misses, because yeah. I thought that, um, Life of Brian was very good. Yeah. Um, also, uh, crap, you know, um, Holy Grail. Yeah. That's good. But then you had, like, uh, The Meaning of Life, which is- Which was, is basically sketches. Yeah, sketches. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm- Sketches don't usually make a good movie. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, a lot of the show I remember, I mean, I I liked Monty Python. Mm. I always did, but you're right. You know, they, they even admitted it themselves. I mean, they did 11 years of a show and eight of it were horrible. Mm. You know, I mean, John Cleese said, and they did a, they did a reunion in the mid-90s that was, you know, totally huh. out of nowhere. And it's actually one of my favorite bits of all time mm. is... Um, <laughs> You know, where they just tried to get deeper into it, and the answers that they gave to the questions were so incredibly vague, you know, just for the sake and bits of it. And it was like you car- cut it out of a uh, newspaper horoscope, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, and, um, you know, John Cleese just said, you know, he's like, Why did you know the, the, the guy who interviewed goes, Why did you you pioneered something bizarre where you all dressed up like women? It's like, why did you dress up like women at a they pivotal... They didn't pioneer that. Yeah. Why did you... Pe- well, that's what they said, but mm. it's like, 
why did you do that at such a pivotal time in culture? It's like, well, we like to. <laughs> and uh, um, then it's, they said, you know, we did that for 11 years. For three years, we were good. And eight years, we were drunk. Like, mm. and it shows, cause, and even they admitted a lot of it is just awful, but yeah, I, I don't, I, yeah. I don't know much of them outside the really famous ones everyone knows, like Dead Parrot Sketch. The Dead Parrot Sketch um, is the, probably one of the most well known ones. Ministry of Silly Walks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, the, yeah. And, and the guy, the pinchy, I'm squeezing your head. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't. Is that one well known? I just know the whole little stupid yeah. game where you pretend to speak well, someone's Well, I mean, head. that that was uh, that was uh, taken over. Uh, you know, got more famous because of the the group Kids in the Hall, mm. which basically was the Canadian version of Monty Python. And uh, they did it, but they did a much... Mounty Python. Yeah. <laughs> they did a much darker version of that sketch. It was already pretty dark, because the no. guy's head exploded. Right. And then, but the um, but they did it. It was, I believe, it was actually it was a serial killer. It was doing, like, I'm squeezing your head, I'm squeezing your head. It's like, well, this, the, the head squeezer is at it again. Oh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, the boys have entered the chat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> if only they could shoehorn a joke like that for the head popper. <laughs> That's good. Oh, man. That's good. Oh, man. And, I mean, you... And this one, um, yeah. it was... It wasn't terrible, but yeah. if I felt like it could have used some better structure or something, and... Uh, Okay, the the ending, it was dissatisfying, but it was unexpected. So yeah, that oh, kind of makes up for it. Like, yeah, it that's kind of the Terry Gilliam way, is that it just it, he throws you into this imaginative world, and you're kind of like, oh, what the hell? And like, well, we've got enough to spend George Harrison's money here. Mm. You know, let's go ahead and just do this. And I mean, if, for anyone who doesn't know that, like, uh, the ex Beatle George Harrison funded a lot of Monty Python projects. Today I learned. Yeah. And, uh, he, he funded the show and, um, did that just because he thought they were really funny. <laughs> and it was like, I got a lot of money now. Okay. Let's just do this and do that. And he was really good friends with most of them and, uh, very good friends with, uh, with uh, Terry Gilliam. Hmm. And uh, just if I, um, I, I don't know, I think you're right, though. A lot of the, um, um, a lot of the stuff, a lot of this movie in general, I mean, you've really got to suspend disbelief very quickly. Oh, it's not yeah. so much that, although there's easy plot holes, like why didn't this character use this power? Yeah. That kind of usual sloppy writing kind of crap but there were some funny moments but uh i mean i the, the kid's acting was um uh, i don't know man the kid lacked personality well i mean that kid alone uh he doesn't really have a lot of acting ability in general and he's not really in uh the kid who played kevin is a guy named craig warnock and uh he this is his only film oh my and he um he uh, he he's he like this um he 
acted to he acted in a show in a show called To the Lighthouse, which was um you know a live show that was adapted from a novel, and he provides the voice of Dez's dad uh, Clooney from a show called Wish Fart. What? And just showing it's Wish Fart. Okay, what the hell is that? I I kind of want to know myself, but yes. it's an animated series. Um, Naturally, from Canada. Yeah, can okay. you imagine a live action version? Uh, I don't even know first, the premise. It first aired. I'm just air. I'm, I'm <laughs> so it followed. A, wait, okay, so it followed uh, follows Des, who is a teenage leprechaun. Granting wish granting oh, no. powers, he goes on escapades with a puffin named Puffin and a centuries old teenage ghost named Akigo. I know less after reading that too. I want to know where the farts come in. Does yeah. he like accidentally grant wishes with his butt? Does he just like well, fart and there's magic? Well, it's forty episodes, and each episode, oh, oh my each God. episode had a running time of eleven minutes. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it didn't really have much at all. It just where's the fart part come in? I I have no idea. I, we should probably get back to talking about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just figured you wanted to know about wish fart. I I do, but uh, anyways, <laughs> we watched this movie. Yeah. It was uh, almost two hours long. Yeah. Um it it does have comedic moments, but I feel kinda like it's a little kind of an adventure comedy. Yeah. Sort yeah, of it, thing. It's not yeah. like constant laughs, but there's some fun moments. Yeah. Now, I mean, there's one thing that I've gotta say, like and I I don't think I've ever told this story, at oh, least on no. the internet. You know, where it starts out with, um, you know, with the child. And I mean, there was a little action before it, but what, when with Kevin and... He goes to bed and then yeah, the night crashes through his yeah, wall. Crashes, you know, crashes through there, but comes out of the closet slash dresser thing. Okay. I used to have nightmares when I was a kid. Oh. And, you know, one of the things I had, I begged my parents to see if I could switch rooms. And I couldn't go to sleep unless the door was open to the closet, so I could see what was inside, possibly. But how with your eyes shut? Right, but if I, I knew the door, I knew the door was open because if the door was shut, I have this nightmare that random things would come out of the doorknob. <laughs> oh no! And in my little like three, four year old brain, I had the logic that if the door was open, nothing could come out of the doorknob. But if the door was open, I didn't have the nightmares. That is not logic, because <laughs> the doorknob would still be there. Right, but the door, I had to sleep with the door open, and it drove my dad nuts for some reason. I can't remember why, but and I, had to, I just moved rooms. My sister was, I think, begrudgingly switched rooms with me. and uh, <laughs> Did the cycle repeat? I don't remember. I really don't remember. I I think it ended. I remember very vividly having a dream that a crazy magician came out of the came out of the doorknob, and I freaked out. I mean, Goddamn! What's with you and doorknobs? I, yeah, I just eh. Oh but, my god! Yeah. Are you, now I'm just yeah. thinking of Bewitched. Yeah. <laughs> when 
What, the crazy aunt and her doorknob collection? Or great aunt? I don't remember. (laughs) Samantha's aunt, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Samantha's aunt. It was going crazy, yeah. God, I missed that show. I like tangents. Yeah. But, uh, you know, know, this, I think the movie itself, I mean, I think was pretty good. But it's very much like a kid logic movie. How so? Where's the logic? Well, I mean, you have, like, the way that it's presented. I mean, that's different from normal adult logic. Well, where it's presented is just you don't really see the the adults so much, and, like, they're obsessed with the latest gadgets. Oh, we've got to get the gadgets to keep up with the Oh, okay, you're talking about the beginning. Yeah. I mean, the whole posse, the... Time, the time posse. They were oh adults. yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm not getting into that, but it's just the, the way that the story's presented. It's just it 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 almost like it's like you it wants to seem like it. I was really worried that they were going to do like a North thing, that um, the whole thing was just going to be a dream. Well, they kind of yeah. That's where I'm did, like, I'm like, then oh, they fake, then no. they. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it looks like a, it's all just a dream, but yeah. then he has the photos, and then some shit gets crazy. Mm. Like, yeah, a yeah. bunch of weird yeah. twists get stapled onto the end. Well, I mean, it, when we get to a certain point, I want to make notes of a certain actor. Okay. Who, uh, who, who? I mean, when you do this, and I'll make, I'll make notes of that, but I won't say too much because I don't want to bounce around a bit, but. And uh, for what we're recording, I'm not sure how much power we're going to have. But, oh, right. Yeah, so... Um, the battery looks pretty full, on, yeah. but it's a tablet, so... Yeah, so I'm just not sure how much power it has in general, but... I, uh, I, could, I could try yeah. to sum it up. Yeah, okay. Okay, so basically, um, there's a kid, and his parents are busy watching TV, and he goes to bed, and then a knight comes crashing through his uh, wall of history pictures and things yeah. and then he, i guess everything's normal the next day yeah but then he decides to keep a polaroid camera nearby so he can see whether it really happened or was just a dream and um another whole thing or crashes through I, I don't know how to explain it but it's basically uh what all those guys the time bandits yeah and these time bandits, there are six people here, and just to give a little bit of the cast itself, um, there's um, Kenny Baker as Fidget, Malcolm Dixon as Strutter, uh, Mike Edmonds as Og, Wally is played by Jack Purvis, Vermin is played by Tiny Ross. Oh, God. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then there's... That um, is not an ironic yeah. name. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, but there's some of these that are really, really interesting. Like Vermin is yeah. the guy who just eats anything. Like yeah. at some point, he grabs a rat yeah. and bites its head off. Yeah, and um, the, the um, they there's a, a lot of them played uh, played bits in Star Wars. Um, Star Wars there, and uh, Michael uh, Michael Edmonds uh, played the uh, he was the operator of Jabba the Hutt's tail. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah, he was the back end. <laughs> All and, I can think uh, of is the yeah. fancy version yeah. of those school play costumes where yeah. you need two kids to play a horse or something. <laughs> and uh, um, he was also the uh, 
the dwarf gesture and the uh, and, and the music video serve for safety dance. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, a lot of them are really well known for this movie in general, but the uh, you know the uh, David uh, David uh, Ra- Rappaport who uh, appeared in Time Man as the Bride, the Wizard, L.A. Law, um, and uh, also played in, uh, was in Captain Planet and the Planeteers, oh. who voiced many of the villains. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, and... Uh, wow. Yeah, and... Um, Try to find a lot of these, but uh, the... Michael Dixon was in Flash Gordon, and Jack Purvis which is probably one of my favorite names to say <laughs> in general was the uh was one of the uh people who played R2D2 ah. in Star Wars 2 and also right. yeah now i mean it still is an interesting parts but you know like this is where the kid logic comes into play mm. is you know where they all spill out of the dresser and you know the kids obsessed with history he's got the polaroid and they start running through, and the wall just starts extending. Yeah, that's some dream shit. Yeah, and it's like because there's a weird sound. But he's yeah, but he's not questioning any of it. It's like okay, this is happening. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. That's also dream logic. Too. Yeah, true. Um, although wasn't he kind of somebody said something? I think he said it wasn't like that here before. So yeah, because Kevin did. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the wall just, is getting still, pushed as yeah, if he's down still a, moving on and on, and then they yeah. end, they end up where they're explaining the map, and they end up in in uh, Castillo and in, uh, in France, and they end up where one of Napoleon's battles in the late seventeen hundreds. Yeah. And, um. So they, in short, they hop to different places because they. The uh, time bandits have stolen a map from the supreme being who spends... He just shows up once in a while as a big, spoopy, glowing Oz-like head chasing them and telling them to get give the map back. <laughs> I gotta say one part of it. I'm the map, I'm the map, I'm the map. No. <laughs> Were they going to see if they want to get Swifty? Oh my God! Yes, he could be. Yeah. Uh, show what us what you, you got. Show us what you got. <laughs> yeah. Show us what you got. Uh. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the first thing I thought of. When oh I my God! It. Right. Bring me the map. That's the first thing I thought of right away. Oh no! What a- Zardos? Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> And Sean Connery. Yeah. But, um, oh, God. damn it. Yeah. Now we're getting all yeah. those fantasy casting ideas yeah. <laughs> now instead of at the appropriate time. Uh, so when they land in Italy at the Battle of Castiglione, as uh, Kevin recovers, and uh, they learn that Randall, the lead is the lead door for the group, but he said, Are you trying to be the leader of the group? We yeah, got no leaders. We got no leaders. Okay, so shut up and do as I say. Yeah, Randall's the one of the he's like the main guy and has most yeah. of the time he's wearing an aviator helmet. Yeah. Sometimes a monocle to read the map. Yeah. And I guess uh the supreme they worked they used to work for the supreme being. Yeah. Um 
And they were, what, assigned to tree duty? Making yeah, trees? they were making trees and things. And, and got bored? Yeah, they got bored with it, but they realized there were holes in the universe, so they took advantage of it to bounce around. And, Through time and And they're, they're going to get stuff. rich. They'll get rich by bouncing around. Basically, they go around and stealing shit. Yeah. But even if they haven't stolen anything, things seem to turn out pretty good for them until they... Yeah. You know, until it turns out the Titanic hits the iceberg. But they were living um, richly before that. Yeah. I kind of like it, you know, where they're with Napoleon, but nothing really does seem to happen so badly. But the first thing I thought of was, like, if there's a butterfly effect. Yes, I know. Yeah. yeah. Or something would have happened there, you know. Right. Yeah. Because they kept interrupting this couple. Yeah. Well, a couple shows up twice. Once in the Middle Ages, uh, Vincent and um, Pansy. Yeah. Um, I, I know she, she was Shelley Duvall. Yeah, and the other the uh, the the prince, or so to speak, was Michael Palin. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then again yeah. in the was it also the Titanic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where yeah. They, play, yeah. they were the couple who were like. <laughs> Are you sure you'd love me even though I have this I have thing, thing on, on my, my nose? nose. Yeah. Which is really super classic Michael Pollan in general. Like, you know, that's that's from some of the sketches. And if you remember, like, in Life of Brian, where he was the ex-leper. <laughs> I can just hear that. Yeah. Well, he took away all stuff, took well, away all... Uh, an ex-leper? <laughs> Excuse me, an ex-leper? Yeah, he took it away, made me hold that, took away our livelihood. <laughs> like, like, slap it. Here, here we go. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's a delivery. It was, it's hilarious. <laughs> we already reviewed Life of Brian years ago. Yes, yeah. Yeah, we did. I mean, <laughs> I mean he, does, he does that general matter-of-factness type humor. Mm. You know, where that's just kind of the way that he is. But I like, I like where they they portray Napoleon as, as still being obsessed with his height. Okay, I did a dive on this. Cause okay, I, yeah, yeah. You, uh, yeah. What'd you get? <laughs> all right, so I was wondering about the whole... I thought I'd heard some, read somewhere that the whole... He wasn't as short as people think. So that got me wondering, what's the deal with the short thing? And yeah. um, let's see. It's a couple of things. Um, big contributor to that was the English, uh, caricaturist, uh, what is his name? This article's too long. I'm trying to find the information for you. Um, Gilray, uh, James Gilray. Mm. And he drew these hilarious, well, for the time, political cartoons where obviously he, uh, drew Napoleon unflatteringly and, um, there was one. Well, he kept drawing them as like child size and uh, petulant, like a kid throwing a tantrum with oversized clothes and yeah. stuff. So that image ended up becoming really popular, and it caught on as a way to make fun of him. But also, apparently, there were th- three doctors had recorded his height as five foot two inches, but at the time in France. Feet and inches weren't the same measurements as we know them. So he was actually, um, let's see. Uh, 
I'm trying to think of it. Well, like five five or oh, yeah, five he six. Was, he was generally like, that. like he was generally normal height. Yeah, you know, or one point fifty seven yeah. meters. Yeah, he was generally normal height for the current time, but I mean, he was. And- also, yeah. his bodyguards were probably bigger than him, which yeah. would contribute to that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, funny enough, oh, how weird. <laughs> yeah, but he had, um, he had that, he had that time where he wasn't really recorded. I mean, there are things like that with tyrannical people, like where their through history, where their image had been, um, you know, had been really slandered quite a bit. And I mean, you know, where you had not short, not really long after, I mean, you had Hitler being portrayed by Charlie Chaplin, <laughs> you know, where that was one of those where he was super insulted. And, uh, then the Stooges portrayed, uh, portrayed Hitler, Mo Horowitz. Oh my Mo God, Ho- really? Yeah, Mo Howard, which I never dresses, saw that. dresses Hitler. It's really funny. Okay. It's really funny. And even like going to sometime like today, I hate to get political, but. You know, with uh, the British uh, who portrayed Donald Trump as a giant baby. Yeah. And every time he landed in England, they put out the giant baby balloon of Trump. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. That was funny. I, I was I was never more proud to have British heritage in general. But yeah, the the whole idea of a dictator conqueror type trying to compensate yeah. for something. Like, I I loved that. Um, I mean, we're, it's classic. You know, where you see him and he's like ogling over and loving the fact that there's a little the puppet, puppet show, show. like little people fighting over each other. That's so cool. And yeah, that's, that's they're in the middle of invasion, and the um, soldiers are like, I think the Italians want to surrender, but he's too busy watching in a, I guess an Italian puppet show. Yeah. Like Punch and Judy or something, yeah. and uh, uh, yeah, I forgot why the puppeteer got ended up getting shot. If it was a stray bullet or something, probably. And yeah. so uh, the stage manager guy, he was gonna shoot himself in the head or hang himself because because before that we saw like soldiers just standing people and executing them. Yeah, and he's doing a terror, you know, he's he's insulting the emperor, so he's like, oh no, he's not entertained, my life is over. So he just keeps... Yeah. I thought, one, I was like, oh my god, I... It, they have people and, like, French people with actual... Well, I don't know how good they are, but they attempted at least a French accent, because yeah. usually when you travel through time... And like movies made in America, it's like everyone has a fucking English accent, right. and that's just not gonna. I yeah. suppose movie by English people would. I don't know what accent do they use to convey fancy foreign people, maybe from the past. I would imagine French. No, but the, they yeah. would because they were terrible enemies. Yeah, I I would imagine some ways or so maybe I, that's why I, they're French people. Characters yeah. actually had French accents instead of everyone yeah. just being English accent because well, yeah. fuck the French, yeah. I suppose. Well, I know the um, the the Python troop. Most of them spoke German and French, mm. as well as that was the majority of the majority of the, maybe it would be German accents. I don't you know, know. Yeah, maybe it would be Germans in general, but um, uh, the majority of uh, the Beatles too, they all spoke German. Oh yeah. Yeah, they all did that. Oh they, yeah, they, they had those two songs. Come yeah. on, hold your hand and uh, No. Was it She Loves You? I don't think she it. loves you, yeah. They oh yeah, she jump. loves Dick. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, the um Okay. Yeah, the uh yeah, but they all they all had that and they were all very uh they were trilingual and I think um a few of the pythons spoke Portuguese too. But my point is yeah. like I yeah. wonder if this movie had been made by an American studio if yeah. it, everyone would just have an English accent. Although when they went to other eras they didn't bother with accents. No. M- maybe no, they not just at all. Particularly, don't like the French due to their past history. Yeah, although yeah. the puppeteer, the stage guy, maybe he had a bit of an Italian accent. I don't possibly. Know. I just yeah. thought it was nice that they broke with that trope of I everyone's like just English. Yeah, in the past. Yeah. yeah. Um. The. Yeah. I, oh, and yeah. the other thing. Yeah. I like the way. They filmed that scene because when the stage manager is trying to throw other performers onto the stage, and Napoleon's like, I don't like this, they all look really spindly and tall. Mm. And I was starting to think, are these people wearing stilts under their pants? I don't know. So uh, that was very well filmed to give that effect because it turns out Napoleon was only interested in in people being shorter than him. Yeah. So he could feel big and tall. Yeah, short people be fine. And that, yeah. that's when the time bandits yeah. show up and they put on a dance number of me and my shadow. <laughs> which which was just perfect. And I mean, nobody can really know, you know, what you know, nobody's known what they're talking about or just looking kind of confused. And they all start beating the crap out of each other. Okay, this does fall under the trope everybody speaks the same damn language, but yeah. um yeah. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, when they're all beating the hell out of each <laughs> other and like what the hell And Napoleon's just delighted. Yeah. So delighted that he brings them to a banquet and they yeah. all have um uh, army fancy army suits now. Yeah. Including the kid Kevin. Yeah. Now I mean me and my shadow was actually a um um was actually written by Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. Mm. And uh, it was written in 1927. Shit, they. So <laughs> I always think of them in the 40s. Am I insane? No, no. But I mean, they well, they were or the 60s because yeah. Ocean's Eleven. That was. Yeah. I'm confused. How yeah. old were they? Yeah, they were. They were older. Yeah, but they weren't. I don't know, yeah. man. They were older in general. I mean, they were also they were very very young when they wrote that. Ah. But it's still, uh, me and my shadow, yeah, was a, um, uh, well, one of the biggest ones there. I, I apologize there. Actually, it was the, uh, the, um, the credit originally actually goes to, uh, Al Jolson. Oh, my. So, uh, which is even further back. Um, and, uh, but it's just to go to show, I mean, even Well, that would that, be the it, 20s, I think, because, yeah. well, all I know about Al Jolson is the jazz singer, and that was yeah. 1928. Right, yeah, right, right. I and, think. I mean, there's still, there's been uh, several different versions of it, but still, it's to go back to something that's only in the 20s, you know, uh, only in the 20s in general, it really... It's kind of funny that they bring it back to the 1700s, and I mean, nobody knows what they're talking about in general. You acknowledge it non-verbally, but... Oh, uh, they do all have these raggedy costumes that appear to be made out of various pieces from different times. Like, you got... Was 
Furman the one with the Viking helmet? I think so, yeah, um, yeah. And you got Randall with the aviator helmet, and some one of them was wearing a candle on his head? It wasn't lit, but I don't know, man. I was just disappointed a little that somebody didn't have, like, a futuristic item of clothing, but maybe they haven't gone too, too far in time in the future? I don't know. Probably not, no, but I... I mean, I, there was some kind of aircraft thing at the end battle, but... Yeah, and it did seem like, you know, the way they're portraying this, like, this one probably took the most to film. Mm. You notice it's the longest amount of time they spend in any other time? What do you mean? Uh, uh, oh, the time period was? Yeah, they spend in this time period, but it's the longest they spend in any time period. Yeah. You know, because then they, when they, when they hop to Greece, and then they hop to other places, and then finally they're in this, you know, the weird the, darkness realm, which the, is, uh, you know... realm of legends? Yeah, which is the majority of the third act. But this, they spend a lot of time where it's really intricate and looking at, okay, they're clearly in a different time. But uh, <laughs> I love when Napoleon's just comparing himself and comparing himself to other heights. Oh, yeah, yeah, to Alexander uh, the Great was whatever, yeah. and so-and-so yeah. was 4'9". Yeah, Alexander the Great was 5'6". I wonder if that's true. <laughs> I, don't I, don't, know, I don't know. Let's see, it was getting, when he said 5'2", or when somebody, or 5'1", I think, Yeah. Some, he said that, and that got, that's when I started researching. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, when they started and, you know, the Napoleon falls asleep and they take everything, even the silverware. Ah, yes. <laughs> the poor portal opens up and they're going to The gonna portal's basically just like a black square with like a glowing cyan-tron edge to it. Yeah, which was, you know, which was 1981 technology in general. I was just saying, usually when you hear portal, don't yeah. you picture something round and ovally? True. You know, like... Stargate or Portal or anything. So it was just kind of interesting that it was just a rectangle. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was probably the easiest to edit in. Probably. Yeah. And, um, you know, when they, they drop in and they meet Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. yeah. They drop in on the, the first uh, version of uh, Pansy and Vincent. Yeah. As rich <laughs> noble people who's cart, they, uh, stagecoach they crash into. But I love the way they hop from time to time and it's in random places and they just they don't know where they're going. Yeah, and, they just and they just drop right random in. Random European places. Yeah. <laughs> but There was this one part, though, when they're gonna get to... Was that Greece? Oh, that was the desert? Yeah. Okay, I... I was looking at the B-roll, I'm like, wait, what? Is this the American Southwest? <laughs> but then... You know, the buildings didn't match up. So apparently this move the credits say the movie was filmed in England, Wales, and Mor Morocco? Really? Did it say Morocco? Yeah. I, I, I wasn't paying attention at that point. Oh. So, but, uh, no, okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, where you have, when you have the Robin Hood and you meet him and it's played by John Cleese. This hat was goofy. And I'm like, all too Perfect to play Robin Hood. My God, though, that yeah. page boy wig. Oof. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, all too perfect to play Robin Hood where he meets them and they have all the stuff there. And he goes, oh, great. The poor would love this. It's going to make them significantly more richer and far less poor. There you go. Thank you very much. Wait, wait. Um, no, no, we can't. No, this is ours. Yes, and I'll be theirs. I was wondering the whole time if Robin Hood was just playing dumb to... But when they leave and he mutters, uh, those jerks are... They were yeah. bad, awful people. Yeah, oh, just <laughs> it's awful like, people. Just yeah, that, that. Awful. Yeah. I think he did maybe know the whole time, and he was just trying to manipulate them into feeling guilty and fucking <laughs> off, leaving their treasure. But it was, a, it was a really classic John Cleese thing where, like, Kevin goes up to introduce himself, and he's like, oh, what's your name? My name's Key. And he gets, he gets, he gets ripped back. Oh, what the jolly good name, Key. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that was cute. Like, that's just a perfect John Cleese thing and I mean I uh I I I man man I think he's just cool. Mm. I think he's just really cool and and especially the way he is today. Uh? You know, just the way he is in general, how he'll go off on Twitter on people. Uh, and just very smartly get them to say something or get them to admit something. Like, well, I didn't say it. You did. Oh, I thought people were trying to get him canceled or yeah. something. No, there was a time where... I don't know anything about it, but I think something happened and he just really just came out with it. He's like, yeah, this happened and I'm really trying to get a lot better. Uh, yeah. I don't think it was... It. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't really know anything about it myself, but... Uh, but it, um, I don't know really what it was. But then we find out that while everything's unaware, they're being monitored by evil. You know, <laughs> just evil. <laughs> yeah. A weird spaceship. Evil. And a some... being manipulate reality and attempt to require the, acquire the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. I just need the map. Yeah. The map. And, and... I'm just wondering if they're kind of taking the piss out of tropes. Yeah. A little bit. A little, yeah. A little. And I think there's just... Although we did find out that the yeah. great being created evil because know, he said something about free will. Yeah. I created myself. You know, oh, that's what ev- evil claims. Yeah. yeah. And there's a little bit from it, like, I, I, I saw, like, a little bit of Life of Brian in this scene. In general, we had one of the guys saying, like, well, didn't, then you weren't you created from the, the, the supreme being? Didn't he create you, oh, evil one? Just explodes the guy. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then there's, um, in, uh, in Life of Brian, there's, uh, there's a bit where, like, one of the, one of the serfs is asking, you know, asking, um, I'm sorry, not Life of Brian, Holy Grail. Um, you know, is asking the king, you know, of, of Arthur, like, why should you be king? And he explains it, you know, of what happened based <laughs> on it. It's like, the no, that's the not the way it should happen. Yeah, the sword. The, yeah, the lady of the lake chose me. He's like, we're not going to be chose by an aqua lady. <laughs> you know, and it just, it's still the same deal. It was great. It was great. Oh, God, damn, damn, I love that movie. But, um, it's still, it was the same logic of just pointing it out and, that I still think is hilarious, but um, but where you find then they when they go to after this they go to Greece. Yes, yes. And you meet, uh, and I'm going to butcher this a bit, but King Agamemnon, Agamemnon, I think was the. I uh, don't know who that was. Yeah, 
King of Gammon was actually a legit um it was the king of Mycenae who uh commanded the Greeks during the Trojan War. Oh right. Yeah. Kevin does mention the Trojan yeah. War. Yeah, it was the uh, son or the grandson, it's kind of lost on there what actually it was, and um uh King of Arturus and Queen I tr- I really am not good. I don't know history. what these names are, sorry. Yeah, so or- I mean it's just words to me. I don't know what they did or their significance. Yeah, I, I'm really not good with Greek history, so I'm, I'm not going to go too far with it. But where you have the king fighting a fighting a minotaur, well, and a guy wearing a rotten yeah, cow carcass on his head, yeah, and he's fighting a minotaur, and you find it's Sean Connery. Yep, and Sean Connery who. Is the Zardoz. one, who, yeah, who played Zardos, yes, but he, um. Oh, that wasn't his name yeah. in Zardos. Uh, sure, but played. But the movie. In, yeah, played there, but, you know, but where Sean Connery, who is classically refusing to give up his accent, <laughs> you know, where he's like, I'm Greek. I'm a Greek king. I'm an English fireman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Connery, you sound Scottish. I'm Italian. <laughs> and, Just say lasagna, pepperoni. Yeah, yeah. Look at me. I'm ball. Italian. Mario. Her <laughs> just, you know, and, um, the greatest, uh, the greatest impression of all time, even Sean Connery liked it, is where, uh, you know, he's played by Daryl Hannon. Ain't no bum car for $200 house? Yeah. Terrell Hammond, who played uh, played Sean Connery in the Celebrity Jeopardy <laughs> on Saturday Night Live. Um, now, if any of you don't know what that is, go do a quick look on YouTube for it, and it's just damn funny. Uh, it's just so good, or just because it's just it's not what Sean Connery is like, which most people say. Um, but there was something that was, uh, supposed to be panned out that I don't know if this actually happened, um, but Sean Connery was supposed to host Saturday Night Live uh, and then come across himself. Oh, no! <laughs> you know, as Daryl, like, he's like, that's not me at all. You know, <laughs> you don't even sound like me. And, um, <laughs> and I just love the general, like, Sean Connery hating Alex Trebek. <laughs> and, like, nobody really generally hated Alex Trebek at all. Like, most people liked him. I don't remember that aspect of the sketch. I just yeah. remember anal bum cover yeah, and well, all the celebrities yeah. were comically stupid. Yeah, but it's just where he would be like, you know, he'd be like... <laughs> like a rude picture. Yeah, like, you cannot have that for $200. That's what your mother said last night. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, 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 like, that's what you said, you flaccid turd. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> you know, but anyway. Second to Norm MacDonald playing uh, uh, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> you know, oh, man. Yeah, it's me, man. Yeah, they call, I call myself Turd Ferguson now. <laughs> like it, but, it just, but either way, with Sean Connery, I mean, he was known for playing, the, he was the first, um, well... The first really big James Bond, because there was a James Bond before him that was very short lived. But, um, but 
he just noticed that he never changes his accent no matter what nationality it is. Mm. <laughs> like, we are German. Yes. Nine. Like, it, <laughs> it's just fucking brilliant. Um, <laughs> I'm reminded of those actors that yeah. do, like, the same voice for every character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Patrick so, Warburton. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. Um, the yeah. other one. God, what was the other one? Who's ah? Uh. Patrick Warburton. I mean, is probably the most modern, like the most modern equivalent. I'm all, oh yeah. the, you know, the guy who voices Archer and Bob Belcher and oh, it's Patrick. John Benjamin. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> I don't know if he does different voices, but I yeah. just. He's he's got one of those those it's that voice. Yeah, yeah you know exactly yes. <laughs> yes. Um so I mean when Kevin is in uh, in Greece, I mean he's really in the period he's been super obsessed with. So oh, that was it. You know, so he's like, I want to be in Greece, oh this is great, you know, this is awesome, this is wonderful. Hey, this picture shows you cutting a guy in two. Yeah. And how, um, you know, the king adopts him as his son because he doesn't want to leave this area. He's like, okay, everything's great. And then everybody else, the time bandits, show up and abduct him back into the hole. And uh, I do like the fact that they do this whole magic trick, take the crown, and then just leave. Yep. And and the kid. Yeah. Kevin does not want to go. Yeah, he didn't want to go at all. And then they end up on the Titanic. Yep. Yeah. Um, evil manipulates the group after they they crash into the iceberg. Also, oh, yeah, per- yeah, yeah. his portal to see visions of the world is like a is, pool is, puddle thing. Yeah, bird bath. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, something like that. So I do like the part where the vision gets fuzzy or something. He's losing it, so he splishes the water around, splishing, splashing, as if that'll get the signal back. <laughs> It was like the old adjusting the antenna on the TV type yeah, thing. He just yeah, hit the water, and he wants to, you know, take over the universe. And yeah. he was like, "If I'd created the world, I would have started with the d- lasers on day yeah. eight or something." Yeah. I would have started with lasers on day one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's very much like, you know, it's, it's that's where it's also kind of like kid logic mm. in a way. Like, you can tell this is a kiddie movie where, like, the kids in the audience be like, I want to start with lasers. Right. <laughs> but, um, and the evil manipulates the group and transports them to the realm of the time of legends. <clears throat> yeah, uh, he- he, he apparently has mind control, but he only uses it selectively. Yeah, when he wants to, yeah. So I, that's when he gets one of the time bandits to say, uh, but hey, we should go looking for that... Yeah. What it was that? The most fabulous object in the world. Oh, my God. <laughs> that awaits them in the fortress of ultimate darkness. <clears throat> in the uh, le- land of legends yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, but it allures them into evil's trap, and evil takes the map. And locking them into a cage over a bottomless pit. Oh, this is after the weird maze? Yeah. I didn't understand, like, the, um, Gavin kept shouting at them, it's a trap, are you mad, or whatever. They were yeah. running after some game show guy who yeah. had a prize for them, and yeah. Kevin's parents appeared as characters? Yeah, now, this is where the movie was referenced recently. 
Oh. Um, in, you know, in the past few months in England, there was a, a, uh, TV show in this movie. The game show that they're watching is called, you know, Your Money or Your Life. Mm. And in England, there were game shows that people were calling and it really got international really recently. Really, yeah. yeah, it really was bad, but. People were calling in for a chance for the government to pay their electricity bills because things got so damn expensive. Now, in England, one of the things people really don't know about is they don't have a thing called air conditioning. Mm? They don't have standard air conditioning like we do because generally they really hadn't needed it for a while up until the past 10 years. Doesn't it get hot in the summer? Though? It does get hot, but not in crazy, crazy hot. So, um, but they, you know, they would need it, but still, you know, utilities have gotten so expensive that people are, you know, going to this, you know, kind of bizarre way of having your livelihoods taken care of on a game show. So if this movie got referenced because of this and um where you have this game show that everyone's obsessed with and also this is where it's kind of lost to us in America a bit but BBC only has a few channels mm. in general and in England and I mean friends of ours who are in England I think kind of kind of enlightened me on this a while back we haven't talked to them in a while but um, you pay a license to have your TV every year, uh-huh. much like you would for a car inspection. Okay. So whatever you pay is whatever channel you have. And that funds have. the BBC? It funds the BBC, yeah. So whatever you pay is whatever channels you have. Uh-huh. And that's it. Like, that's it. That's very, very, like, kind of like now how we have streaming services. Mm. You know, so... Um, which also proves why, you know, BBC actors aren't really paid as much as you think, um, number one, but, um, but, um, you know, this, so when you have that, you know, where not a lot of channels there, but everybody likes TV and everybody's crowding around the TV more, those game shows become a big part of culture. Mm. So when you see this, or like, oh, you, you know, it's your money, your life, and you see that game show host. Everybody's gonna come running, and you know, I'm like, oh my god, it's that guy. Okay, good, let's go. And they're like, no, and the kid's like, no, 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 it's a trap because he's seen there, he recognizes his parents. Yeah, it's conf- like, it's not right. Well, yeah, yeah, it just gets confusing, but I, um, I guess he did know that evil was a character who existed and wanted the map. But he knew, I don't, I think he may, he may have known about evil, but he also, I think he knew something wasn't right. Because he's the only one who recognized the parents, nobody else did. Why did his parents appear? I mean, that's kind of a stupid illusion to tip off something's not right. Well, I think he, I think it's also evil. Why didn't evil just mind control him? I think evil would have noticed that and said, okay, let's find something, but evil is also not logical either. And not not smart. Oh, um, not character. smart in general. Yeah. That's my my own thoughts to it. But. Well he's smart enough that uh he only had, he didn't he only had claws on his other fingernails and not yeah. his index fingers. Right. Probably to pick his nose? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, some people would uh, would grow one hand with longer. Shut fingers. up! 
What? I know what you're getting at. What, because the people had cocaine habits? No. No. Because when we first met on our first date, I had my fingernails on one hand longer than the other in case I ever had to defend myself. I wasn't thinking of that at all. Oh, I thought you were just no. trying to like, no. sneak an in-joke in there. No, not and at all. And the cocaine all, thing, is, isn't yeah. that just the pinky fingernail? Yeah. But some would have longer fingers on, you know, depending on what their habit was. I just figured it would was have like a pulp in one hand because uh, he kind of had a yeah, look like yeah. old pulp villains, kind of like Flash yeah. Gordon shit going on with the true the helmet peeking down the middle and Good the point. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah and you know, spiky what, pauldrons and yeah long nails. Yeah, so they're hanging on the the pit, but they escape when. Uh, Kevin distracts the pursuers and others to go through this hole. But, uh, you know, when they're doing this really oh, cool yeah. thing where they grab a little bit of rope and then swing from gauge to gauge. And, you know, or some logic, like, how do they hold everything up or were they really that strong? I'm um, confused. Yeah. But Evil confronts Kevin, takes the map from him. The, uh, the doors return were... with various warriors. Okay, they yeah. said that the the hole was right under their feet, so yeah. I assumed when they were in the cages that they all they had to do was drop through and they could escape to a different time. Um, but that wasn't the case, so I was kind of confused. Yeah, it was nearby. I mean, I think it was. You know, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it but, just gets weird and yeah. confusing. Oh, it it gets quite bizarre very quickly. I mean, again, this oh, wait, is a terrible- you know what? Oh, wait, that should be for fantasy casting. Yeah, but this is a Terry Gillian movie, I mean, so it, it really gets gets crazy quick. The dwarves return with various warriors and fighting machines from across time, but evil has no trouble overpowering them all, and becomes a, becomes a carnival ride for oh, with yeah. the cowboys. Okay, the cowboys try to tie him up with ropes, and he's yeah. just standing there letting them... Do it, and I'm just kind of like, what the fuck? But then he spins around, right round, like a record baby, and um, <laughs> undoes the spiraling, and then a knife thing comes out of his head and uh, cuts the ropes, and it sends the cowboys flying. Yeah. But the horses are okay, I guess. Yeah, and they, which was a big deal with that, and um, in England, there was a big thing in the 70s and 80s, uh, late 70s, early 80s, to not have the animals be hurt well, or portrayed as hurt. Evil did blow up uh, one of his lackeys and then his other it lackey, dog, who, yeah. well, he'd been turned into a yeah. dog briefly beforehand, so yeah. I don't, to guard the map, so I don't know if that really counts, yeah. but he went boom. So Evil prepares to unleash the ultimate power to go ahead and kill off everybody and be the ultimate winner and nothing but you know standing between him and world domination um but then he's engulfed in flames and burned and turned into charcoal why and from the because supreme oh, being is there the day excess yeah, machina has yeah. arrived yeah so is there is show us what you got <laughs> well yeah. he goes turns into a regular boring human yeah. form yeah, in a suit yeah. if he's suited man he emerges Oh, I never liked looking that way. Just too flashy. <laughs> and then he reveals he allowed the dwarves to borrow the map, so the adventure was a test. 
Ah, yes, I tested you. Why? Because... Because... Well, a kid actually has the sense to ask why, and yeah. he's all like, Oh, don't ask why. Something about free will or whatever. Yeah. Because, no, why did people have to die for your test? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. The, I, I like that he's just suddenly concerned about existential shit like yeah. that. Yeah, I like it too, yeah. The, the logic of... Uh, I don't know, a bitter, bitter middle-aged adult who wants to know why evil yeah. exists. Right, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. um, yeah. something about free will. I don't know yeah. how the kid responded or yeah. what they... Oh, uh, the Supreme Being and the um and the bandits, they just fuck off and leave them there. Yeah. And it's out of smoke because they're going to get demoted, but they'll still get their jobs back, yeah. but... They have to make shrubs now. Yeah, or they have 19% pay cut back. Back to the beginning of time. Yeah, that's retrograded back to the beginning. You know, like, oh, man, your pay is going to suck for a while until you catch up. I'm like, okay, aren't they basically angels? And in which case... what do they need money for? Right. What yeah. kind of horrible bureau- celestial bureaucracy <laughs> is that? Oh, my God. I agree. I agree. Is oh. heaven or whatever some kind of uh, yeah. uh, excessively little capitalistic nightmare dystopia? Or is it, is it with like... With company money? And- yeah. Or is it like um, when we did the very Muppet Christmas... Yeah. You know, with uh, the Very Muppet Christmas movie about a month ago where David Arquette played the accountant in heaven. Mm. You know, the heaven's accountant. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but I do like the fact that he's like, okay, everybody clean this up and throw evil into the trash. Oh, yeah, like yeah. it's an element. Yeah, but one little oh. bit is still there. I do gotta say, I enjoyed that the falling apart Nightmare Castle was apparently made of giant Lego bricks. I liked that, Because you could see some toppled yeah. things and you see yeah. giant stone Lego. Which that made me worry, too, because they showed it earlier in the movie, you get a shot of his floor. Oh. And then we had a whole bunch of stuff on the floor. Yeah, still. and I'm like, you monster leaving yeah. Lego on the floor yeah, like that. So, and that made me wonder if this was a whole dream. Yeah, like yeah. the elements of real life are seeping yeah. in, which is kind of what they sort of started hinting at. Yeah. Well, when you see Bef- the parents and things. and yeah, Before yeah. that. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It just it got me like, ugh. Like, please don't north this. Or, yeah, that's right. It's like yeah. a weird hazy smoke cloud. Yeah. And you realize the house is on fire. Yeah, and as when he awakes in the bedroom and the firefighters come along. And it's Sean Connery again. I'm an English firefighter. <laughs> Get out. Oh, no. And they just abandon the kid and yeah. drive off. Yeah, oh, because apparently some machine was left on overnight, and the yeah. parents are like, I didn't leave this on. It was a toaster oven. At least it looked like it. That's yeah. what it looked like. And all the yeah. sulfur smoke come out when they open it. And then there's this big turd-looking rock. <laughs> and the kid's like, no, don't touch it. It's evil. They weren't even gonna touch it until you fucking said something. And then they reach in and touch it like fucking idiots and disappear, explode. Yeah. And the firefighters, I think they saw the whole thing and they just fuck they off. They just left. 
Yeah. And then the kid's just standing there, yeah. and his house is destroyed. And with the neighbors standing on the sidewalk, looking, looking at, at him. it, just like, and the smoldering shoes where they were standing. Oh, I didn't notice they, that. Yeah, there's the, where they were standing, there was like, and as the, the camera pulls up, you know, pulls up and it reveals that it's the map they've been looking at. You see, like, there's <laughs> there's four little smoke piles where the shoes where the parents were standing. I think. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know if there was supposed to be any meaning, but just on cursory glance, it just seems like the very end is like, yeah, the Supreme Being's kind of a jerk. Yeah. And he just, like, fucked this kid up. Yeah. The lulls. Yeah. Now, Gilliam, uh, Terry Gilliam and uh, uh, Charles McEwen uh, wrote a script called For Time Bandits 2. Oh. And they they wanted to go ahead and bring everybody back, mm. um, but you know David Rappaport and Tiny Ross died. Oh. Um, Jack Purvis died the following year, and then the sequel was shelved. Yeah, yeah um, but that's really, really, really super unfortunate. Um, uh, Charles McEwen was actually a British actor who, uh, did a lot of stuff and he actually, uh, helped Terry Gilliam direct Life of Brian. Huh. And so they're, uh, you know, they've been, you know, very great friends ever since. Um, there was actually a, uh, there's, a, there's talks now to try to do a Time Bandits television series. I think that would make more sense. Yeah, with Apple TV. And Are they notoriously bad for shit like that? Uh, I thought I mean, it was Netflix that had the reputation for crap. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, Netflix just piles all the shit in. And says, hey, this is all you'll watch this stuff. Hey, Netflix, you know, we you know, we let you know you're still. Hey, are you still there? Are you asleep? <laughs> are you dead? Are you dead? Oh, you, we got your money anyway. We're Netflix. Uh, but I don't know why I went to Jim Gaffigan there for a moment, but, <laughs> you know, oh, Netflix, who cares? You know, hey, remember when you had to wait for us in the mail? Yes, <laughs> uh, I do. <laughs> As in college. I, I mean, I, I like this. Yeah. I, I like this. I like this. This is a good pick. This is, you know. The Time Bandits are yeah. amusing. It's yeah. just they need, a, they need a kid with more personality. Yeah, yeah. He, Less of a blank slate. Yeah. It, oh, I liked Robin Hood. He's one of my heroes. Yeah. Really? There's yeah. no stakes with this kid. Cause yeah. He just, he's ready to stay in ancient Greece because fuck his parents, I guess. Right, yeah, because his parents I mean, they aren't paying attention yeah. to him. They're not terrible, yeah, but, yeah, but just... the dad just doesn't want any noise at night. Well, I mean, the kid was yeah. trying to be quiet. It's not his fault. A night crashed through his wall. Yeah. I said no noise in the house. Yeah. You know, but that's just, to me, that's just like any dad who, you know, or any parent who has worked all damn day, you want quiet, you know? You want quiet in general. I, yes. You know, I, I'm like, okay, you know, it's night out. It's, it's nighttime. He wasn't even a noisy Quiet. kid. No. Either. So. No, but you say, I see that little bit of kid logic of, oh, they're obsessed with gadgets and this, and this game show. I'm going to go do my thing now. I don't like gadgets and game shows. I like history. 
Uh, you know, so I I I get that. But yeah, you're right. He just meh, kind of meh. I feel like okay, there was a mention. I think didn't Randall mention that he that the kid knew stuff about history? I mean, I don't know why a kid would know more about history than eternal angel jerks, but uh, right, who have a map to bounce around the points of issue. But I think if yeah. he did turn out that his knowledge was valuable and more than yeah. oh, um, we're in this battle, or that's or, he, I don't know, it was just like, it seemed like an informed yeah. trait that they could have developed. Yeah, I agree with you. So that maybe it would be yeah. funny if the bumbling yeah. um, time bandits who are inexperienced at their time banditry yeah. would uh, <laughs> need the help of some mortal kid. Yeah, like even, maybe they just seen yeah. so much time they don't know what, it. It all blurs together. Yeah, I mean you're right. You could add a couple of scenes of the kids and the the kid and the parents. Um, Trying or the parents trying to get the kid to watch TV or trying to get them to like, oh, look at this gadget, and he's just buried in history books. Mm. You know, just like that could have just totally told the story right away. Yeah, I feel like it was missing some through line or something. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Because it seems like I don't know if they set up any conflict between Randall and Kevin. It seems like one would be main character and one would be the obstacle character and somebody learned something from the other yeah but that that only works of course if it's a complete story right right, but um yeah well i felt like maybe randall could have represented greed um or always wanting more and the kid would say some generic stuff about morals like oh it's not money that meant i don't know what he said exactly I, yeah. I feel like he was trying to get get across a point like, you know, there's more that more that glitters than gold or whatever. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, be materialistic. I think, in all honesty, they looked at it and they went, "Okay, we've got some of George's money now. Let's see what we can String do. Together, some shrink jokes something in here and work it scenes. out." Scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the movie itself made back its money several times. Mm. Uh, made $25 million as gross. And I looked at the equivalency of today at a $5 million budget, which um, showed quite a lot, but the um, equivalency of it is $16.5 million today. Mm-hmm. And so the $24 million would have ended up being about almost $80 million. So I mean a good you know a good thing for what it was worth I think I think the movie's really kind of worth checking out mm-hmm. if, especially if you're if you're into Monty Python you'd kind of like to see this I mean I would have liked to see others be a little bit into it but eh, yeah, that's just me I feel like they well, see, that's why a TV show might have been a good format for it. I think a TV show would be a lot better. Because right? there's something charming yeah. about yeah. Um, all the the time bandits. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but there, there's a point. I've been saving this thought for you. Oh. Because, you know, you say, because I saw that, that it was a TV show. I'm like, hmm. So, they tried to leap from time to time <laughs> yeah. to hope that the next time they to steal is, shit not fix yeah, shit 
So you have to steal stuff and hope that the next time is their next leap home. <laughs> yeah. But I... Come on, it's quant- It's a yeah. fucked up quantum leap. Yeah, that's why they couldn't go into the future. Yeah. It's a fucked up quantum leap in general. And it's 1981 and not the year 1999. I, I, you mean 2002? Yeah. But it was a quantum leap in the, the future oh, the I, year I'm, of 1999. I know you're mentioning that, that yeah. when the Jetsons show up to Harvey Birdman. 2002. I looked it up and the Jetsons did not live in 2002. No. It was, no. was it 22 something or other? I, 20, I don't know. No, because. Um, Something further in the future. Oh, yeah, 2049, I believe. No, I think it's not even in this century. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Food for thought. Yeah. But um, I would have liked to see more stuff like, I don't know. I felt um, like, okay, for one thing, what yeah. if they ran into each other? Across paths with their past or future selves, because at right. some point, yeah, 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 um, yeah, he said that, oh, we're, well, we're not uh, famous bandits yet, right? Implying maybe he knows about the future, right? And I mean, you know, I'm getting the, Bill and Ted vibes, but and, and yeah, and with the map itself, they're all, they only show that there are so many holes. Mm. You know, there's so many holes in this one universe they're dealing with. I would have called them doors. They're fucking square. Yeah. True. True. Much more like doors. Yeah, so, I mean, if they go through, you're right, yeah, if they go through, if they go through the portals to each, you know, each area, it's not like, you're right, they could have ran into themselves, and I mean, I think it would have been more developed, or, or something. I, I think I Family know. Guy did something amusing with, with, uh, Stewie and Brian, they ran into- Guide to the Multiverse? I don't, well, I know they've done that kind of thing a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. It, not the multiverse, but the one where they keep time traveling and then killing off their time duplicates because right. all the corpses start filling up the front yard, I think. Yeah. That's a good episode, yeah. I, I like yeah. when tropes are played with in yeah. unexpected ways. Yeah, that's where I think I think Guide to the Multiverse was their peak. Yeah. But because yeah. I kind of like when tropes are played with, yeah. that's why I'll give this ending a pass, even though it's... Right, yeah. Very unsatisfying because yeah. I was expecting kind of a, you know, like North or right. your, a typical right. family movie would be the kid would learn to appreciate his parents or maybe they would have learned to appreciate him or yeah. something like that. North, Autumn, I don't know, was that what happens in Home Alone? Home Alone, yeah, people are, you know, they appreciate that. Yeah, you're right. That but, kind of thing. But, yeah, but it, nope. Yeah. They explode yeah. and he's left with nothing. Yeah. So I'm like. And that, that's a very stereotypical, like, Monty Python style from the show. That just. And, you know, I don't where, know if it's. Yeah, yeah, where the sketches would be like the one, ske- one sketch would come in and another sketch would start in the middle of another sketch. That one would finish off, and the next one would come, and then it would just it would be a weird loop, and then you know something would happen, and then John Cleese as the announcer at the desk, and when it would come up and go, okay, show's over, and then the credits would roll, <laughs> like it would it just it was just very abrupt, <laughs> like that's it, or then you know they started doing the um, the animation just to kind of give it a little bit of like some conclusion or something, and. 
just a side note, um, butt trumpets were a thing drawn in medieval manuscripts. <laughs> I remember you showed me that, yeah. Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't so know. they were yeah. drawing from history. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, man, I mean, I, if you like Monty Python, this is something. I mean, if, why don't we dive into some fantasy casting after the break? Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the 4041 Media Group with podcasts like Psych Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at 4041media.com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, not to mention our confidence, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Thanks so much, and back to the show. And we're back. And we're back. What's up? Uh, now... I had one for <laughs> fantasy casting. I think uh, was you. I had a few ideas, but you put one in my mind. I got a couple of ideas. Yeah. Oh, you first. Okay. okay. I so I so you can remind me later. Two things I thought of are yeah. there's when they first get to the land of legends. Um, they run in. They're in a weird ship. They get fished out of the water by an ogre named what's his name. Something boring. I don't remember the uh, the oh the ogre. Um, Is it Wilson or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. and some lady dressed in yeah. yellow yeah. and with a bunch of feet on spikes behind her. Yeah. And he totally he's got the horns and the underbite teeth and he's all hairy. He totally looks like a more human version of Beast from Beauty and the Beast. And I, yeah, and I'm yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah, oh my god, yeah. that creepy. Yeah. Older middle aged lady yeah. wearing the yellow dress. Yeah. <laughs> That's Belle really let herself go. <laughs> so did Beast. Yeah. And um I don't know. They were gonna try to cook all the other characters in the giant pot. But I'm not sure where this scenario goes. I just like the idea that, hey, it's the future Belle and Beast and um Yeah, yeah they're trying to catch things on a fishing boat that turns out to be a giant's hat. Yeah. Because that happens. That is an interesting thought because, like, you know, people always criticize that story because they say... Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah, Belle has Stockholm Syndrome when in reality she has a lot more to her because she was ready to bang the beast. (laughs) In general, I'm like, okay, there's a lot more to her in general, but I think it'd be like, you know, it went further on, like she'd kind of like... Past the happily ever after. Yeah, she'd kind of get more into it, like, okay, let's let's see what all this rolls. Uh, He must have lost all his money in his castle or something. Maybe his country... Yeah. What? Well, I don't know if the Disney version ever gave him a specific country. Wasn't the original, like, somewhere in France? Or maybe it's just a French fairy tale? I think so, yeah. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Now my mind has jumped to um, the Phalus channel on YouTube and um, 
the old man that he clipped from that one of those crap cartoons. Completely useless. (laughs) 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 He makes fun of really crappy cartoons and stuff. It's great. But um, I forgot where I was going. The other thing, I'm sorry, but... You got that many short dudes hanging around, yeah. being whimsical. I, I want to replace the kid with Snow White. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess, how would Snow White handle a time adventure? I, I don't really remember much about Snow White in general. Me neither. Yeah. I mean, beyond like, okay, the movie itself was of um, significance to animation history, the full... F- yeah. Maybe yeah, I mean, animation-wise, it was great, but I mean, I don't really remember much about it at all. I don't even know the much about the original fairy tale, but yeah. now all I'm thinking of is Snow White from was it Shrek? Yeah, one of the ah. Shrek. <laughs> just calls the animals to fight for her, and I'd like to picture that. Forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that yeah. version of Snow White going yeah. on time adventures. Yeah, um, with the time bandits, I I feel like. I don't know if she'd be unexpectedly into it or if she'd just be like, uh, no, it's wrong to steal shit. Yeah. But maybe yeah. she wants to be bad girl and be a rebel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I have to. Okay. I just, I wish I could develop the idea more. I just think it would be more interesting somehow. Yeah. Although she would probably come from the land of legends though. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. I have two, and I have, um, I, as evil, and I don't know. $100 billion. I, I, I was thinking about Mike Myers at first, <laughs> yeah. but I had a better one. It's just, it wouldn't change much, but it'd be interesting just to see the actor do it. Mm? John Lithgow. Mm. And, you know, we're... No, I, I'm not that. I was not created by by a being. <laughs> the big I giant head? I created myself. Oh, my God. He was created by the big giant head. Yes. As played by William Shatner. I, I was created myself, and I want to know things about <laughs> <Why> the humans. <laughs> hey. I want to know about computers. <laughs> Why are you creating yourself? Why are you creating yeah. yourself? You forget about one thing. Don't create yourself over there. I forget one thing. You forget about one thing. <laughs> what? Me! Oh my god, does that mean Harry? Because Harry Solomon was always wearing those that awful fur coat. He'd get turned into the shaggy dog. And then exploded later. What do you mean I need to do that, Dick? <laughs> so, oh, evil... Master, I can't see through my eyelids. They're manual. <laughs> so they're Dick manual. Solomon is now evil, and evil. the big giant head is the Will supreme... <laughs> I really don't like how this all came about. <laughs> I want you all to clean this up. Clean this up right now. Clean this up right here. And <laughs> they both saw a Gremlin on the airplane. <laughs> but in our version of the movie, it would turn out to be the Time Bandits. But some of them had really yeah. scruffy, furry coat things going on. So they were merely mistaken for a Gremlin. Now, the other one I have is random here. Hmm? Is uh, to take the care the actor of Kevin, mm. you know he's kind of bland in general, but take him and replace him with Eric Idle. 
but no one acknowledges that he's a full-grown man. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's creepy, but it just, Isn't you know. Isn't that how the Stuart sketches from Saturday Night Live worked or something? What are they doing? Yeah. Like an uncanny uh, valley yeah. thing. Well, I mean, the Stuart sketches. I'm not really familiar with them. I just. Yeah, no, it was more of a special needs older. Oh, yeah. I thought he was supposed to be playing a kid. Yeah, but it. it I'm it not familiar kind with of, them. It was kind of left very vague. And it, it's not as good in hindsight as it, as it used to be, but, um, you know, his mom was funny. Um, but I'd say just Eric Idle would do it like, you don't love me, mom and dad. <laughs> I want to be Robin Hood. Hmm. I want to do this. And I just, I'd love to see, I would just, I just really, because I want to see it like so many things. Like when you see things like the Simpsons, where they do a treehouse of horror, or they do a random show where they're playing the characters, but they're different act, they're different characters. Yeah. You know, or like, so, well, or, that's how yeah. like old Looney Tunes work too. Right. Put yeah. Bugs Bunny in different times and settings. Exactly. Yeah. Like that. But I would love to see you put the pythons here. So I mean, if you have, um, you know, even if you had that like, yeah, evil as John Lithgow, but even if you had evil as Terry Jones, mm-hmm. but Terry Jones as the Spamly. You know, a character. Spab, 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 spab. And then, I am the one who's evil. <laughs> you know, I was created. I want to know about computers. Hmm. You know, I, you know, I want to become a woman. I want to be called me Loretta. Well, nipple chips, get them all out. They love them. You know, you're dumb. Now <laughs> I just go in a random quote mode. Uh, I, but just to have all the pythons, and I think, um, I, I believe Graham Chapman had already died at this point. <clears throat> had already died here, but just to have all of them together in random bits. And random bits, because I think another one of them, I think Terry Jones passed, but to do bizarre freaking things, I mean, much like, you know, like Life of Brian. You know, they weren't themselves, but you just see them and they pop up random ass bits. Yeah. I would love that. And then, you know, maybe even suggesting having all the pythons play all the bits. Play, playing all the characters. I'm lost now. Yeah, but all the pythons playing all the roles in this movie. You At know. the same time. Yeah, they, they're all, yeah, all at the same or time. each scene is a different actor playing the same character. No, 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 no. So every role is just a different python. So the six do- the oh. six dwarves are the six pythons. Okay. You know, they're, so they're all just doing that, and they're all coming along just playing that. So it's just you see all them in the same scenes, and you get the you get the last python movie. You know, besides the sketch one that they had, you know, the meaning of life. You have this, hmm. and just that could have been a really like the pythons doing a time travel movie. Yeah, right. You know, that, I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. I feel like there's more pot- untapped potential. Yeah, you know, that that I see is fantasy casting in my head. Okay, what if we replaced Kevin with <laughs> Kevin McAllister? <laughs> he doesn't love his parents. <laughs> he's home alone again. Forever. <laughs> no, he's home alone again, but when? Oh my god, that would be an amazing, terrible sequel. <laughs> Instead of that stupid Home Alone 3 we got. 
fuck. That has nothing to do with the McAllisters. What the fuck were they thinking? Oh, my God, yeah. right? Yeah, and then the Home Alone 5 that was supposed oh to be God. back in that universe, but nobody came back. <sighs> Just don't. Yeah, it's, yeah uh, Brad Jones actually reviewed that. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a really it's a really good rip part. Nice. It's a really. <laughs> I did like when in the in the Greek land when they have a cow car cow carcass mm. and a guy like machetes it open and mm. a bunch of fruit pot. Po- I was making yeah. a pinata. I was yeah, just yeah, made yeah, a pinata yeah. joke, yeah. and I was like, oh. Look, the food fruit's coming out like a yeah. piñata. Yeah, I, I, but um, that's yeah. not fantasy casting. Yeah, unless you want the cow, everyone to be replaced by a piece of fruit. Oh no, it's the annoying orange. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Kevin McAllister would—he would be more clever. He yeah. would be more proactive in this situation. Right? Yeah, he would run things. I think. Yeah, somehow. Macaulay Culkin in yes. general, I think, you know, has more of a presence. Yeah, and in, in, in general, I mean, I mean, you could toss any of them in there. He's uh. he's more mischievous and cheeky. Yeah, true. So I think maybe at first he'd get on board with the idea of banditry, you know, because people have these romantic images of pirates and um, wild west outlaws and shit. But then maybe shit gets real, and I don't know, someone gets killed or. Lands in poop, or it's just not as glamorous as he pictured, and he's like, okay, this isn't right. Maybe it'll, if you steal this guy's crown, it's going to create a butterfly effect. Right. Because I really feel like there should have been a butterfly effect when the kid came back. I don't know. Maybe everybody has lizard tongues or it raids donuts, just like the Simpsons Triassic Park. Right. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, yeah. right? But no. Yeah. yeah. But um, points for bold ending. Yeah. I, it's not. I'm not gonna say it's good storytelling, cause. Yeah. But um, I like that it's unexpected. Yeah, yeah, I I like it too. And I mean, I I like the Python style of just like, all right, we're gonna throw a whole bunch of shit at you right now. So you know, like, manatee yeah, gag. Yeah, 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 like you, yeah, 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 right. Like you, know, you paid for this. You're gonna like it anyway. So what? Yeah. So what? And it's the, the um, um, yeah. So I think that's good for that, right? Oh, I'll think of something great as soon as I yeah. turn the button off. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. Probably. Uh, probably later. Did I make um, any jokes? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I think we covered it all. I oh, I'm I got Bill and Ted vibes. Yeah, I feel like they should have. Run- I don't know, bumped into Bill yeah. and Ted and yeah. or the doctor. Just yeah. kind of a, while they're floating through space between doorways, just okay, crash into so a phone crazy. booth who crashes into another phone booth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Some crates. Yeah. yeah. The mm. characters in were more characterful, I think, in mm. the historical figures it is. But Napoleon yeah. was pretty amusing in this. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. All right. yeah, that's so all I got right now. Me too. Me too. So, um, yeah, we'll catch you next week uh, where we start looking at movies of Angela Lansbury. Ooh, uh, movie she yeah. wrote. And <laughs> it's pretty good. He, that's, that's pretty oh, good. my God. Is that, is that the month name? Yeah, movie she wrote. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> 
Um, but we look at a lot of it. Um, you know, it's something we've been planning for a while. Um, we will have the uh, one guest is coming in this month. There's a guy named Michael. I was on his show, The Cotages Factor. Um, and, uh, you know, he uh, really, really raved about a movie called The Court Gesture, which I'm really, really... Jester or Gesture? Jester. Okay. You know, the, um, um, but, you know, there's really, uh, there's really that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I want to remind you to go ahead also and check out our new website, MovieTheaterTimeMachine.com. All one word, no yeah. underscores. As we said, yeah, MovieTheaterTimeMachine.com. And let's have that. So it's about that for now. So be good. Take care of yourself. And don't, don't be, be too, too good. good.